Why do I buy what I buy? What makes me click that button? What makes me stop at a store? And so many times after buying, why do I feel I didn't quite need it? I bought it just a few weeks back. How it has gone out of fashion? How is it no more cool? Why this trend is changed? Why am I not a part of this trend? What are my friends thinking? What is my social network thinking? Are my choices being appreciated by others or not? What is making me choose what I choose? We'll have a conversation today with Divya Jain, sport and counseling psychologist, and Kamna Chibber, a clinical psychologist from Fortis Healthcare. I'm Dr. Samir Parekh, I'm a psychiatrist, and you are listening to The Mind Pod Conversations on Mental Health. Brought to you by My Upchar and the Fortis National Mental Health Program, Fortis Healthcare. I wonder why do we buy, what do we buy? And with so many ways we can buy in these times, it almost seems like ancient history. When I can remember when I was in school, we were supposed to buy our uniform from exactly one place and everything was the same. To be honest, one did not know more than two brands. And then somewhere the world opened up and we started knowing so much more. And then we moved forward in life. Internet happened. Social media happened. Online shopping happened. And the world became a very, very different place from the four MCQs that would be way back in the late 80s. It almost seemed like that for every question, there are a couple of thousand answers and you have to choose one of them. A constant struggle, especially for young people. And add on to that, trends, fashion, this is in, this is out, this is cool, this isn't, peer pressure, and then social conformity. All of it acting on one mind. And then what makes me choose what I choose. So let's start with you, Kamna. Why do I buy what I buy? I believe... There are a lot of reasons why people make the kind of choices that they do when they're looking at purchasing things for themselves. I truly think that a lot of times those choices are dictated on the basis of the ways in which uh, one, people's memories are like, what they think they remember uh, from what they have seen is being uh, talked off or is being advertised or marketed to them or shared with them. Uh, Where that memory is coming from could be on the basis of whether they saw their role models uh, talk about it, certain celebrities talk about it, some influencers talk about it. That memory could also be linked to the fact that I, as an individual, may have had a certain emotional response to when I saw um, a specific campaign which was being constructed or shared by uh, an organization which is looking at a product. A lot of times, in fact, organizations, when they are talking about their products or sharing their products, they tend to rely on using certain imagery or a certain way in which they can build 
build a connection or an association for the individual with that product so what are what are the emotional triggers which are getting created within me which tend to solidify that kind of memory of that product for me a couple of these factors i feel tend to be extremely instrumental in determining the ways in which we tend to make our choices a lot of the times so what you just said kamna here was that i buy what i buy because maybe i had seen some kind of a promotion or an advertisement or let's say something that i ex- saw or said by my peer group or let's say some person i might follow or look up to whether social media or otherwise or based on feedback that i have observed people giving each other again in my virtual or the real world and all of this put together is having some kind of an impact on me which made me choose what i chose coming to you divya uh, with more and more platforms and online buying happening the question to you is do these things make a difference as in i have so many options to choose from or let's say um how soon the delivery is going to be the fact that uh, there is a sale going on or there is a discount going on uh, multiple sellers there are so many aspects here do they also play an impact on the choice i make absolutely all of these things do have an impact and somewhere these platforms are designed in a way to have that kind of impact what we need to understand is that a lot of our buying behavior is actually uh, fueled by the dopamine system which focuses a lot more on anticipation on excitement rather than actually what we have so when you have that you know same day deal offer ending in 3 hours same day delivery all of those things actually have a lot of impact on what we buy another interesting concept uh, is the paradox of choice actually a lot of people would think that if you have more choices it would actually make it easier for you to buy but what happens is it actually creates a lot more confusion and a lot of times you feel a sense of deprivation that when you buy one thing you feel bad that you've not been able to buy the other one so there is that dissonance that happens that confusion that happens and all of these things actually encourage us to just keep purchasing more and more and do the aspect that this is cheaper today it's a sale here sale there discount what impact do they have a lot of times so a lot of our buying behaviors is actually based on heuristics uh, which is how we uh, mental shortcuts that we have so when we actually look at a sale or discount we actually think that we're saving money not realizing that we end up buying a lot of things that we actually don't necessarily need and they activate a lot of shortcuts in our mind that convince us that what we're actually getting is a very good deal and so they get us again more excited they want us the impact our decision making so we don't spend as much time logically rationally thinking about whether we need it and that need to procure it right away gets strengthened come now we've heard about persuasion and how uh, one you know uses various techniques to persuade us so what are the persuasion techniques i am exposed to that make me buy what i buy a lot of different aspects i think are utilized in order to convince people that they need a certain product even while they may not actually necessarily require it per se it's the perception that gets created that if you are going to be having that product it could lead to a certain uh, way of life or a lifestyle that you will probably be looked at in a different way uh, people often tend to feel that if they do not have 
a certain aspect or a certain product in their life it would probably mean that uh, they are being deprived of something they feel that they need to be uh, having a lot of those uh, products with them to feel that sense of being connected to the larger social network that they may be a part of so a lot of times what is done is in order to persuade people that they require those products you try to create that kind of a consensus within the larger population to uh, create Uh, a feeling within individuals that this is something which is extremely important it's going to change the quality of your life it is going to enhance the quality of either your relationships or the kind of work output that you're going to do so you absolutely must have it because it is going to bring about such a large sweeping change in how you are going about things that um you will feel much happier much better far more positive not just about your life but perhaps even about your own self and you're made to believe in those situations that in fact that particular product which is being promoted by a brand is um, actually thinking about you and there is something that you're going to be getting in return which is extremely significant and life altering for you so a lot of those techniques get utilized in order to create that perception that this is something which you absolutely must have in your life and which invariably is not always true right i mean clearly i can't buy something which is going to be life altering and make an absolute change in my life and yet i end up buying what i buy because of all these messaging that is happening sometimes it will be a, a celebrity a very well known person i've looked up to giving me a message sometimes the message may have a content which reaches somewhere a need of mine a vulnerability of mine an emotional connect of mine and i end up picking what i do uh, coming to you devya lot is talked also about you know this color is in this style is in uh, all i understand is and since i have lived uh, in several multiplications more than both of you put together i just feel that what we thought was out of fashion in let's say 30 years back is now they are saying is in fashion if only i would have saved all those clothes i would have been so much in that i continue to be out absolutely i think that there's this one there's this dichotomy where there's a part of us that needs to fit in and there's a part of us that needs to stand out and there's a constant tussle that goes on but when it comes to trends when it comes to fashion what we also need to understand is that trends are designed in a way that they become obsolete in a given amount of time because if that doesn't happen your purchasing will actually reduce so earlier maybe there was a summer and a winter season now there's a summer autumn winter spring different types of seasons different shades of colors coming in it's called plan obsolescence so that you actually that same thing that was in 3 months back becomes out and a new trend starts so that people consume more so trends are to make me buy more even when i shouldn't have bought it in the first place absolutely and i think they use the bandwagon effect which is why everyone is doing it so i'll also do it whether that means throwing a whether that means running outside my car dancing to a song or whether that means throwing buckets of freezing cold water on my head wearing certain clothes of different colors all of those are designed to get us more and more involved in that interesting i would not do most of those things and yet i end up doing most of them which is which is the uh, which is where our social psych comes in the picture doesn't it where uh, we don't even realize the kind of vectors and pressures we are on and we just end up thinking that these are choices i am making but now after talking to the two of you it seems these are choices that somebody else is making for me and i'm just the the last 
leg here which is uh, closing this entire loop thinking that I started it but it was something that was without my realization forced upon me. So when we talk about this um, especially in today's times of uh, social media you know, where the pressure to be a part of something is so much more. I mean we can't deny that fact that this is in and you do this at school. How does a young person navigate through this pressure, Divya? Well, absolutely, first step is to understand that these choices are not actually being made by us and we don't even realize the kind of unconscious impact that all of these aspects have because, again, all of us want to stand out. We want to be these independent thinkers who make our own choices. So just understanding the impact is going to have a significant effect. I think also just understanding the nature of social media the fact that it's a curated self that is out there a portrait self as you like to call it it's not actually reality you take 20 different pictures with 20 different filters and then post the one that you feel will be the most flattering for you you do the same you need to understand that other people are also doing the same thing we need to go beyond superficialities understand the role that first impressions make understand the role that you know, if certain person is wearing a certain color of shirt, what are they trying to convey? But focus more on the content, focus more on the message, go beyond, go deeper into what is going on so that you can have, you can be a more authentic version of yourself and have more authentic interactions and relationships with others as well. Kamna, coming to you on this, I think this is a very important aspect and I wanted to elaborate on this a bit. If I keep going with the flow that is there around me. This is in, this is cool, this is trendy, this is fashionable, this is what my peer group feels, this is what my immediate uh, social network feels, so on and so forth. And all these aspects that you and Divya talked about, this theory, that theory, this vector, that vector, this pressure. I just lose my core, authentic, real self. Now, in these times, when all of this is happening, and I'm also in my formative years, let's say, I have my vulnerabilities. It's not that I read books and understand theories of psychology, social psychology, and then, then make my decision like any other person. I just buy because it is right out there. The button is there. I get a pop-up. I have to press two or three options, and there it comes to me. So here, how do I manage my authentic self if I were a young adult or young person? The first thing that you need to probably ask yourself is that why is something like this even happening to you? And you'll probably realize that the answer is because you don't necessarily have the time and the space and the opportunity and you're not making the choice to perhaps start thinking for your own self. The reason why you're being driven by of what either your peer group suggests or you think the society around you is pushing you to look at or consume or that a marketing program may be advocating for. The reason that's happening is because your own thought process about what you really need versus what is being pushed towards you uh, is not necessarily fully in place. So I think what's extremely important is that as a young person, you need to start first allowing yourself to develop your own individual thought process about what is it that you really require in your life, which would basically also mean that you need to start developing a better understanding of what are the core 
value systems that you want should be reflected in your life because those are what would determine your choices. You need to be able to think for yourself, what are my larger goals in life? Is it just about consuming products? Am I trying to move towards a certain life and lifestyle? Those choices that you are making need to be based on these larger understandings. And to be able to do that, you need to find the time and the space. You need to be able to slow down the pace at which you are operating in your life. You need to be able to take moments out where you ask yourself the question, do I really need this? It's not about whether I want it. You may want a million different things, but are they really critical to the kind of life that you would actually truly desire for your own self? That authentic self, if you don't have a conceptual understanding of what that authentic self needs to be, how are you going to take steps towards uh, moving in the direction of allowing that to uh, be more expressed in the kind of choices you're making? So I think the first step is first understanding what your authentic self is because I feel that most young people may not necessarily or perhaps even a lot of adults may not necessarily have the kind of understanding of who they truly are, what their core values are, what are their goals, what do they really want, what gives them real joy, happiness, um, what is going to create the level of contentment and satisfaction that could make them feel more fulfilled as individuals. And I think it's extremely important to start taking a more introspective and reflective approach towards these aspects. Slow down, think, make better choices, but it won't happen unless you're going to start taking the time out to think about things. I, I was um, reading somewhere about um, let's to pause and I feel that sometimes it's important to pause before decision making as well. All decision makings don't need to be an absolute emergent here and now. I think when it comes to the more consumer aspect of our life, especially what we buy, why we buy, not a bad idea to take a pause and reevaluate that are there all these unseen vectors acting on me and am I going to pick something because I like it for who I am am I going to wear what I wear because I am comfortable in it or am I doing this because others are forcing me directly or indirectly to express myself in that way. These are questions that all of us need to ask ourselves. Maybe just that little pause. Do I need it? If I need it, how do I procure it? From where do I have it? What is making me choose a specific brand? The information have, that I have has it used all these persuasion techniques? What is under what these superficial messages that I have got deep down? What is what are the other reasons? What is it that I'm choosing a specific brand? What is it that makes me look at what others are doing? And am I just imitating or am I wanting to be a part of a herd, a bandwagon? Am I being myself or am I trying to portray a self that is not true to me, not my authentic self, but a self that others want to see? And if that's the case, then in this pause, I need to change my decision. 
so that whether it's my social self, whether it's my digital self, whether it's my consumer self, all of these need to be a part and an expression of my authentic self. And that I think all of you listening today must think about. We really can't have a short conversation on why do we buy what we buy because there is so much more that is there. This was a part of a conversation that can start a thought process in all of you who heard us today. But the next time, how about taking a pause and actually thinking and asking yourself, why do I buy what I buy? Thank you, Kamra Chibir and Divya Jain. You were listening to MindPod Conversations on Mental Health brought to you by Mayokchar and the Fortis National Mental Health Program. See you soon.